Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Elle McMahon, and today we'll get the story of how Keisha Harrison found herself as the executive director of the Indianapolis City Market. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana-owned, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Find local at indianaowned.com. Keisha, thank you for joining me at Wish TV 8 in the All Indiana Podcast Network studios. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's so good to see you. So much is going on at the city market. I feel like it's always in the news about something right now. Talk about, for those that aren't familiar with the Indianapolis city market, share what it is. Sure. The Indianapolis city market started off as the place where people would come to get their food. So local farmers would bring their food there every day and people would come to the market to get it. And that was like the late 1800s. And over the years, it has morphed into this food hall that we are now as grocery stores became more prominent. And so right now we have the restaurants and we have a bike shop and um, a barbershop and things like that so it can fit into people's lifestyles. I mean, it was the original farmer's market. Like when yes. you see those old pictures, you see the guys with the carts, you know, carrying the corn and the fruits and the, you know, even hay for horses and stuff. Exactly, exactly. That's what it was all about. And it was one of the first places in Indy that didn't exclude anyone. So everyone was welcome to sell and buy. Talk a little bit more about that because that's pretty significant. What were people facing at the time? Well, the late 1800s, I mean, you can imagine what was going on at that particular time all across the states. And to be in a position where everybody could just come together and buy and sell, I mean, that was golden, you know, that I don't know how you could discriminate against someone trying to buy food or sell food, you know, from the excesses that they have planted and raised and all of that other good stuff. So, Well, I think that's a great reminder of, you know, how Indiana has led the way. So the Indianapolis City Market now, I mean, you still have the original farmer's market that happens on Wednesdays during the summer, right? That's coming back? That's correct. And so this year we'll be back in our original location, which is on Market Street in between Alabama and Delaware. And it begins May the 4th, be with you, and goes every Wednesday from 10 to 1.30 uh, p.m. And the last one is the last Wednesday in October. Now, are those vendors that are in City Market or are these additional vendors that will be there? Sure. So the merchants of City Market are welcome to participate in the farmer's market. But by and large, these are separate vendors who have their own farms and things like that. What are some of the items we can expect there? Okay. You can expect honey and flowers and all kinds of baked goods. And I do believe we're going to have some meat and egg and other produce vendors there oh, as well. Great. That's great. And it'll be awesome to be back where the farmer's market is known to be because that stretch of road has been under construction for, it feels like, forever. Yes, it was. And we had a nice little street reopening ceremony in December. And so we were just thrilled. And we're just, we're excited too about the way that it turned out because it blends beautifully with our campus. You came to the Indianapolis City Market in November of 2020. Did you know what you were getting yourself into? <laughs> I had an idea. So... The board of directors conducted the search 
and they told me as much as they knew. So once getting into the position, that's when you find out everything else. And mm -hmm. so it's been a learning experience, definitely. And yeah, I didn't know. No. <laughs> but your experience came from doing some remarkable things in Chicago. You worked in the library system mm -hmm. for a long time. Talk about how that experience really prepared you for what you're doing at the city market? Sure. Well, yes, my background is in libraries initially and in public libraries specifically. And it's really big on community and making people feel welcome and providing them the things that they need to live better lives. So coming here, the city market in my eyes was the same thing. You know, we've got food for people. We have other lifestyle things that can happen. You can rent the city market for wedding, reception, you know, other kinds of parties. We have the catacombs and someone actually got married down there. A couple of people did. Creepy and awesome. Uh -huh. Yeah, and on Halloween <laughs> at that. Oh, even better. Right? Yeah, so... We have, we have all of these other amenities that people need to know about so that they can tap into it and enrich their lives. And with the push for more housing downtown and the Market East District, you know, really becoming this residential hub, yeah, that we, we kind of need to um, bridge that gap and bring our new residents in. Now, Keisha, when you were a little girl, did you imagine, hey, I'm going to be running a city market in downtown Indianapolis one day? I mean, what did you want to be when you grew up? Okay, I wanted to be a scientist and a part-time modern dancer. Well, that sounds perfectly <laughs> achievable. Uh, where did your path take you? To an English degree <laughs> and a library science master's degree. <laughs> So what ma what made that change for you? What what was going on that took you down that path? Well, throughout elementary and high school, there was the big push to um, put more people of color, more black people into the STEM fields. But once I got to college and I tried out those classes, I realized, yeah, it's not really for me. So when I looked at what I had done well in, it was English. And I really did enjoy that. And so that was the path that I chose. And one of those jobs took you, obviously, in the, the libraries. You're working in Illinois. Mm -hmm. I read about an amazing like adult services program that you helped develop. Talk a little bit about what you saw and what you helped put together. Oh, yeah. I was the department manager of adult and teen services at the Calumet City Public Library, which is uh, just south of Chicago on the south side. And that particular position was very interesting because what happens a lot of times in libraries is that you have to, you know, wear many hats. And so with my department, we took on other roles. You know, we reached out to the director and, you know, other stakeholders so that we could, like, redo the website and, you know, start up archiving and, um, you know, taking, taking charge of our graphic design program because these were the things that we felt that we needed and that did help to elevate our profile a lot in the community. And so working with all of those people uh, you know, with all of these diverse talents that they wanted to share with the world, they were allowed to do that. And that also helped to springboard them into their passions and uh, the things that uh, make their lives feel whole. You know, I'm really big on 
work-life balance, mm-hmm. you know, and making sure that, you know, if you want to pursue something that you like in your life, you know, how can you do that at work? So, and at that time, I was very interested in writing. And so because I'm at work during the day, I brought a writing program to us. Well, there you go. That sounds very <laughs> that, entrepreneurial of that's, you. That's right. That's right. And so um, what I enjoyed the most was having worked with all of those talents and professions, if you will, um, taking all of that knowledge and moving into the executive director role at the Broadview Public Library District, which is on the west side of Chicago in the suburbs. And that particular position as well is very entrepreneurial. Um, We had to do a lot of things from scratch. We had to figure out how to make a lot of things work that hadn't worked before. Um, You know, sad to say, like we had a newsletter when I got there that looked like an eight and a half by 11 ransom note. And, you know, we got it changed into a newsletter that people would recognize. And we got so many compliments on Mm -hmm. that. I think we've all seen that. Yeah, we all know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen that font. Right, right. And it's like, yeah, you're a librarian. You're not the graphic designer in this team. So maybe let's have someone else do that. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you can focus on something Mm -hmm. else. And so it was just trying to figure out what people were good at and then letting them do it. And I really believe that, you know, when you leave people alone, they can blossom. You know, you're there as the uh, leader to support them and to make sure that they have the tools that they need in order to succeed. And if you don't have all of the tools, being honest with them about that. What was it about the Indianapolis City Market position that, was intriguing to you because it sounds like you were doing some amazing work as executive director of the Broadview Public Library District. And it, from what I've read and from what we've talked about, it sounds like it was very fulfilling. It was, yes, very much so. And so moving to the Indianapolis City Market, I mean, that that's a big jump, right? It is in a way, but the way that I saw it again, it was what can I do for the community? So on both with both positions being in that leadership role you know I'm looking at the bigger picture of how we fit into the community and what we can do for the people who live there to make their experiences with the market with the merchants inside with the physical space with you know everything that's representative of the market work for them so that's that that is what really attracted me and I knew it would be a challenge and you know I'm up for a challenge And so what motivates you to keep doing it? Because you came in November of 2020, Mm -hmm. one of the most difficult points in the history of the Indianapolis city market. It's been through a lot, Mm -hmm. right? A very storied history. Mm -hmm. But the pandemic, downtown being empty, the construction. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like, hey, Keisha, we're just going to pile all this (laughs) stuff up and uh, we'll just see how you do. Right? But you were up for it. Yes, yes, yes. What I gathered from everything that I'd heard during the interviewing process was that the merchants didn't really feel like someone was listening to them. And so I have to start off always, no matter what it is, with the listening ear. You know, I can't come in and just tell you what to do like I know everything because, I mean, I do know everything, but I don't know everything. (laughs) So um, coming in with the listening ear, trying to see what their pain points were going into my wheelhouse to figure out how we could 
turn those pain points around. And, you know, I have to tell people, yes, unfortunately, we did have some restaurants that closed. But on the other hand, we have several, quite a few, a lot, many who are doing very well, and some are doing even better than pre-pandemic. So being able to guide the overall structure of the market during this particular time has been uh, rewarding. And to see people finally get it that, you know, we're not here to combat them with anything. We're here to help support them. And we're still trying to figure out how we can do that. But we're in this together. Coming up, the challenges and successes Keisha has had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Local Matters is brought to you by IndianaOwned.com, where you'll find our members that are business owners who want you to know that they live here, work here, and play here. They're the business owners donating food to shelters, sponsoring the Little League teams, and employing hundreds of thousands of people in our state. Every business on IndianaOwned.com falls into one of two categories. They're either an original, meaning the company is Indiana-owned and operated, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain, or they are a franchise friend, meaning the franchise is Indiana owned and operated. The owner lives here in Indiana and is engaged in our community. When you see the Indiana owned badge, you know you are supporting a local business. And we like to make shopping simple for you as well at our sister company, Indiana.gifts. Every product you see on there from the coffee mug to the scarf to the candle is made by an Indiana owned company. Take your picks. Send a gift to yourself or send it to a friend and know that you are supporting local along the way. And we want to thank you for supporting local too. Use the discount code LOVELOCAL at checkout and we'll give you 10% off just to say thank you. We've been chatting with Keisha Harrison, who became the executive director of Indianapolis City Market in November of 2020. Keisha, what was the hardest part about being an executive director in a pandemic that we had no idea what was going to happen at a city market with all of the challenges. We talked earlier about, you know, the city county building being closed, the construction, obviously a lot of people not coming back downtown for work. I mean, you walked into a pretty difficult situation. Yes, it was a little bit challenging, but like I said, I'm up for the challenge. The most difficult thing I would say is winning over trust. And behind that, I would say trying to figure out the office systems and, you know, where did you keep this password and who do we call for this? You know, that Uh kind of thing. So because everything needed to happen like right then. Mm -hmm. So just trying to get that all in order. And the biggest help that allowed me to be better at my position with hiring my facilities and operations manager, Mandy Wright Jarrett, because she really took control of putting eyes on the building. And through that, she also has a great rapport with the merchants. So they know they can come to either of us, but they they do really lean on Mandy because she is, you know, their point of contact when anything in their space or outside in the common area needs attention. Well, that's really important because, I mean, you're really facilitating tons of entrepreneurs, right? That's right. Whether people think of it like this or not, the Indianapolis City Market really is an entrepreneurial hub. Exactly. So we've got 28 spots. Most of them are filled and we will be sending out a press release soon about another initiative that we're starting with the Indie Black Chamber of Commerce. But everyone inside, you know, they own the businesses. The city market does not own any of the businesses 
in on the first floor. Uh, the city market does own Tomlinson Tap Room, uh, which is a separate entity, and it has 19 rotating drafts of all Indiana craft beer. If you're interested, mm-hmm. 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 and so uh, yeah, so everyone in the city market is an entrepreneur and they are local family owned businesses. We're not looking to bring chains in or, you know, regional chains even because we're trying to support people who want to prove their concept and move to a bigger spot. So how do we do that? You know, what is it that they need in order to make that a reality for them? You know, we love it when people outgrow us. I mean, that is fantastic. If the reason that you left us is because you outgrew us, we did our job. And that's exactly what we are looking for. So to be able to see that in action every day, to see it up close. I mean, the restaurant industry is a little bit different for me. But at the same time, you know, it's business. And businesses usually have some things in common Mm -hmm. that you can latch on to and, you know, run with those particular systems. So us being organized in the administrative office has been a great help. And we're still organizing some things. You know, that's unfortunately that's going to happen for a while. Mm -hmm. But we've got a lot of things under control and organized and laid out where there is a lot of transparency behind it. Is there anything you do differently, knowing what you know now? No, no, not at all. Um, I don't know how else this experience could have unfolded. So, no, this was this is great. <laughs> I love it. That's a great answer because, you know, I think we got to sometimes just, you know, have faith that we're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And especially when you have that entrepreneurial mindset, because the reality is executive director of a nonprofit, you're still entrepreneurial. Yes. Right. Like you are running this business. Now you have a board that you answer to, right? Mm -hmm. You have your tenants that you're answering to, Mm -hmm. but it comes down to you. Yeah. You have to figure out how to make it work and you have to know how to speak up, when to speak up, when you need some additional helps so that you can do your job, which is in turn supporting others. So bringing issues to light that they may not have been aware of, because there were some, and figuring out, you know, what's the priority here? And just knowing that I'm supported as I support others is is a really big weight off of my shoulders. But definitely in the day-to-day operations, we have to figure it out. You know, there, there are no excuses. There's no, oh, I don't have time for that. No, we have to figure it out because some of it is a priority that has to be done now. What's the most rewarding part about being an executive director, whether here or in another role? Well, from some of the feedback that I have received, I would say the the biggest part is that people do feel that I listen to them and that I support them. I wholeheartedly believe that family is first. So if you've got something that you need to attend to in your personal life, you know, I will support you in that. I had um, a situation uh, where that was extended to me and it was very helpful during that particular time. And I know how difficult it can be for people, especially women and women who are mothers in the workplace who need something a little bit extra and feel that 
work won't understand. You know, we, we get it. We get it. What would you tell others that want to start their own business? What do you want them to know? Well, I have to lean into my library background and I would say do your research first. Figure out what you need, figure out where to get it, figure out who can help you get it. You know, look at all of the free resources. Uh, when I first came, I reached out to SCORE, the Service Corps of Retired Executives, which is through the Small Business Administration, and all of their services are free, so please go and use them. And they have members who are experts at many different fields. So you're not limited to, say, like restaurants or retail. You know, just figure out how to reach out to them, and you will have a free mentor and coach for those issues that you need to solve. But primarily, like I say, you have to do your research first because it, nothing is more painful than spending your money on something that doesn't work because you didn't, you didn't necessarily have the time and money to you know, do it wrong in the first place, but now you have to double back. So that's not helpful. You know, I, I believe in being prepared as much as you can be. You know, there will be some things, of course, that will come up along the way. But if everything else has been taken care of, then you can focus on that, that issue that pops up out of nowhere. Keisha, why does supporting local and being known as an Indiana-owned member matter to you? We have to elevate the city market once again. Um, it is local. It is a treasure. It is historic. You know, we've got a beautiful market house that we want everyone to know about. And we, being members of Indiana Owned, are receiving that love. So we tap into all of the benefits that our membership gives to us, and they give back to us as well, like with this podcast, so that we can get our message out. And it is very important because, like I said, it is the city market is the is it's part of the fabric of the city. You know, the heartbeat, um, the lifeblood of the city that so many people that I've met along the way, they all have a city market story. And it's usually something along the lines of, oh, well, I performed there when I was in elementary school for, you know, the Christmas pageants and stuff. Or, you know, my grandparents used to bring me here every Saturday and we would go to this particular vendor and, you know, get this particular food. And, you know, you can, you can see that 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 light in their eyes when they're describing it because it brings back such good memories for them and we just want to continue that for our residents well keisha thank you for everything that you're doing to put life into the indianapolis city market and for all the entrepreneurs that you are supporting i mean we definitely need it right like that's mm -hmm. that's what it's all about so besides indianaown.com where do we find out more about the indianapolis city market and how do we support it sure so the indianapolis city market is a 501c3 organization so all donations are accepted and appreciated thank you mm -hmm. you can go to our website which is www dot ndcm as in city market dot com and you can find out everything 
you know, that there is about us and the campus. So you can find out what restaurants and businesses are there. You can find out any events that are going on. You can look up the catacombs, which is also, you know, a treasure for the city and uh, figure out where to park because parking is a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like our cars here in <laughs> yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, figure out where to park and um, learn how to participate in the farmer's market, learn how to become a merchant in the city market itself. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at NDCM.com on all three of those channels. Awesome, awesome Keisha Harrison, Executive Director, Indianapolis City Market. Thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. And thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana. Thank you. I am so honored and it is my pleasure. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana-owned and Indiana.gifts. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why local matters at indianaowned.com. And if you're an Indiana business owner, join our community at indianaowned.com slash apply. I'm Mel McMahon. And until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Owned, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Find local now at indianaowned.com.